Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwood. Thanks so much for joining me again today on this Friday. We made it through another work week on our chapter a day journey, and we are in Joshua chapter 18. It was verse 3 that resonated with me this morning. It said, So Joshua said to the Israelites, How long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land that the Lord your God of your ancestors has given you? Today's podcast is entitled, Go. Early in my career, our company was contracted by a large national corporation to produce and present a training program to all of their contact center employees across the nation. It was the largest project to date that our company had ever landed, and it was on me to write, produce, and present this training. (laughs) I froze. One of the things that I've learned about being an Enneagram type four is that there is a pessimism that runs deep in us. And perhaps that was what was gnawing at me as I drug my feet in getting started. I feared failing. I didn't have the experience to know what to do. I wasn't sure I was up to the task, a task this big, as well as the lofty expectations of my boss, and the client. You know, today's chapter begins with the setting up of the Hebrews' traveling tent temple called the Tabernacle in a town called Shiloh, which means place of peace. And this is a significant act. I mean, since the days the Tabernacle was created by, by Moses and their exodus from slavery in Egypt, the Tabernacle has been the center of the camp, wherever they've wandered in the wilderness. Now that they've settled into the promised land, the tabernacle will have a fixed spot. And Shiloh is roughly at the very center of the promised land. It will remain at Shiloh for hundreds of years. The setting up of the tabernacles in a fixed spot is kind of a sign of the beginning of permanence in the promised land, but there are still seven tribes who haven't received their inheritance. Joshua asked them what they're waiting for, and this suggests that there was some hesitancy (laughs) on their behalf. Now, an allotment of land came with the expectation and responsibility to drive the remaining Canaanite inhabitants from that land. And the tribes who are left, the seven tribes, they're smaller in size and strength. The largest of the tribes, Judah and Ephraim and Manasseh, they've already got their allotments. They're busy settling their own lands. The smaller tribes, well, now they can't depend on the aid of all the fighting men that these larger tribes had at their disposal. So the hesitancy of the smaller tribes may have been simply that they feared They didn't have enough fighting men or military strength to get the job done. So they just sat there. We celebrated the resurrection of Jesus just a few weeks ago. And his resurrection appearances were scattered across about 40 days before he ascended to heaven and left his followers with the task of taking his message to the entire world. Talk about a monumental challenge of a task. And there wasn't an Elon Musk among them. We're talking about 12 largely uneducated men, no worldly wealth or power, 
and they were tasked by the Son of God with changing the world. I find it fascinating that Jesus' great commission to his followers, as it's called, it started with the word, go. Now, he told them in the garden the night before his crucifixion not to worry when they were drugged before rulers and princes, that they would be given what they need to say and the power to say it in the moment. But the first step was to go. And that's where I was stuck with my major work project. I was frozen. I was sitting still. I was paralyzed like the seven tribes, hoping that maybe someone else with more experience and knowledge would miraculously show up and do it for me. Fortunately, I had a wise and learned boss who saw what was happening. So he kicked me from behind and grabbed my hand and pulled me along until I found my momentum. In the end, our client said it was the best, most creative, and most empowering corporate training he had ever seen in his career. Mission accomplished. Yet it wouldn't have happened unless that kick from behind and that pull got me moving forward. I learned through that experience that when I'm feeling pessimistic paralysis, my first step is simply to move, to go, to get moving forward. For example, almost every weekday morning I sit down at my keyboard to write this chapter a day post and podcast. Many days I'm tired, my brain is fogged over, and I stare at a blank screen. Now if I sit there waiting for a fully formed and structured thought to form itself in my brain, I'll sit there all morning. I've learned to just go. I start typing. And the words... Well, they begin to flow. In fact, that's what happened this morning. And here we are at the end of my my podcast and the end of another work week. Go, my friend, and have a good weekend.